Hello, brothers and sisters. This is a special episode of the Solidarity Podcast from Teamsters Local 769. I'm Brian Besbiati, but everybody calls me Bez. We have a time-sensitive report to get out to the membership at United Airlines, so we have fast-tracked this episode to shed some light on this important matter. Let me just quickly tell listeners how they can reach out to the show if they have any feedback or questions. You can reach out to us on social media, email us at podcast at teamsterslocal769.org, or call our Solidarity Podcast voicemail line at 786-456-7936. If the answer to your question is something that everyone can learn from, we may even use your audio in an upcoming episode. Let's get to it. Right now, we're joined by Tommy Esposito from our Orlando office, who's right in the middle of an important contract ratification for a tentative agreement at United Airlines. Hello, everybody. As everybody is aware, we do have a contract extension proposal the company gave to us. It wasn't really a negotiated item. It was um, a package that the company gave to us when we went to negotiations as a take it or leave it. If we um, decided not to take it, if the committee decided not to take it, um, we would just begin normal negotiations. But there was inside of the proposal an 8% increase immediately with the caveat if it was voted before the end of January. It would be retro back to January 1st. If we didn't accept it, we would go back, back to conventional negotiations immediately. And, and it wasn't a force it down your throat thing. It was something that the company felt would get an extension. And so the extension was an 8% increase, as I was saying, this year, as long as it was uh, voted and ratified before the end of January, it would be retro back to January 1st. And then another 3% increase in uh, the end of December, beginning of January of 2024. With that, the only real change in scope language that the company was looking for was to farm some narrow body heavy check work out of the country. Today, the current language gives them the ability to farm out as much narrow body work as they would like inside of the United States. But with the state of the mechanic shortage, they cannot get aircraft in and out of USA vendors fast enough, um, and they're looking for some relief overseas. We realize there's some risk in that, um, especially down the road. So we have secured not just the one guaranteed heavy check to be done on United property by United Mechanics, uh, but we now have secured two checks. And also six other heavy checks have to be filled. Those lines have to be filled looking before the, the narrow bodies can be farmed overseas. Um, it's a little bit of change to the current scope. Um, we don't feel it's detrimental. Um, and we will be going back into negotiations within one year. Although it's a two-year extension, it has a one-year reopener. And there are still some things there that need to get fixed. But right now, the gentlemen are faced with and our members are faced with voting on this agreement that gives them an 11% increase over the next two years. So let me see if I got this right. So the work being farmed out is not work that this bargaining unit was performing currently. No, it is not. It, it's, it's work that was currently farmed out. The fear is it has the potential to increase that number overseas and, and take things out of house. 
or away from the United Mechanics. There's a couple of things that, that we need to pay attention to. They're just bought 200 new airplanes. They're on track for hiring 5,000 mechanics before 2026. They're building a new facility in Orlando. They've just built a new facility in Tampa that's now up and running and um, has room for more work to be put in there. The, the indication is they're looking to expand and just cannot get the amount of work that there is done in-house in, in, in the United facilities fast enough. So the commitment to the growth of the unit is evident by their spending and their plans for the future and the ability to address some of the concerns with this farming out still exists with at once the contract's reopened in a year and in negotiations, you can tighten up some of the concerns there. That is absolutely correct. Okay. And, in, and in the meantime, it gives the members, you know, an 11% bump while we're really still negotiating. So what do members need to do in the short term here? We need to get there. Um, well, it's an electronic vote on ballot point. So there really are no paper ballots or anything. There was a credential package mailed to everybody's home at the beginning of the month. All right. So Friday, January 20th at 11 a.m. is the start time for requesting duplicate credentials. Duplicate credentials are going to be done a little differently than we've done in the past. Hopefully, it'll be a little less cumbersome. The members will be calling directly to the local at 305. 642-6255. The admin people at the local have been made aware of what they need, information they need to collect, and then they will forward that directly to ballot point and ballot point will either text or email depending on how the person prefers to get the information, their credentials along with a code and the website so they can go in, read all the credentials on the website, and then they can vote. Voting is open until January 30th. The credentials for your duplicate ballots, last day to request them, will be Friday, January 27th. I urge everybody to do it right away. It's not something we should wait to do. We're, we're going to get inundated, I think, with um, a lot of people requesting duplicates. And it, may, it could take anywhere from an hour to 48 hours to get your duplicate credentials. As always, we'll publish the results of the vote on the 30th and we'll put them in the app and make them available immediately to members with the app. All right. So um, I urge everybody to vote, get your duplicate ballots if you haven't gotten your credentials yet and um, happy voting. Thanks, Tommy. All right. Well, there you have it. That's this special episode of the Solidarity Podcast. And as always, Teamsters Local 769 Solidarity Podcast is produced by the officers and staff of Local 769, including Josh Zivilich, Roly Pena, and Steve Myers, with contributions by Local 769 business agents and by me, Brian Besbiati. We encourage you to visit our website at teamsterslocal769.org solidarity. There you will find show notes and additional info as well as links to our social media pages. You can also email us at podcast at teamsterslocal769.org or you can leave us a voicemail at 786-456-7936. If you leave a message we can use, we may include your comment or answer your question in an upcoming episode. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts and we encourage you to tell our sisters and brothers about the show as well. 
Our theme song, The Vendetta, was composed by Stefan Kartenberg, and additional music titled Onion Capers by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com were used in this episode, both licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License. Until next time, remember, in unity there is strength. Bye, folks. <laughs>